0: Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of the Juice Box podcast with Rev Run. Right? Come on, huh? Run DMC, Rev Run. Joseph Simmons is on the podcast. On my little podcast. Get out of here. This bonus episode of the podcast is all about, you know, I should say, welcome to the Juice Box podcast. All right. How do I get Rev Run on the on the podcast? Novo Nordisk has a thing. It's a what's the word I'm looking for here when like and uh you know you want to do something hold on a second initiative it was initiative is the word i was looking for let's go again you know let's just keep going no nordisk has an initiative called ask screen no and it helps you find out if you are you know in different risk factor 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 hey Uh, that's it's late guys AskScreenNo helps you find out if you are in different risk categories for type two diabetes. I went to AskScreenNo.com today before I talked to Rev. Be honest, it took about thirty seconds to see what categories I fall into, and Rev doesn't actually have type two diabetes. He just falls into a lot of risk categories, and those categories have helped him make some changes in his life. So he's going to talk about the importance of pre-screening. And we're going to talk about the rule of halves. If you haven't heard about that, uh, you definitely want to listen. It's it's a startling statistics about type 2 diabetes. In the end, this episode's about taking good care of yourself. And let's be honest, it's about talking to Run from Run DMC. I I mean, come on. (laughs) Seriously, why is he on the podcast, you ask? Because it's fun, my son. And Run heads the bill. Got. Hello. Hi. Hey, can you hear me? I
1: can hear you perfectly. Can you hear
0: us? Yes. You're a little hollow, but it sounds good.
1: Sounds good. Yep. Good. All right. I am going to pass the mic to Rev. Excellent. And um we'll be good to go. Hold on. Beautiful. Hello?
0: Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Good morning. How are you?
1: Good. Well. Wow.
0: Excellent. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I, I just, before we, you know, we're starting, it's a podcast. Everything you say is going to be included. Cool. But I have to say last night we're getting ready for bed and I told my, my daughter's endocrinologist. So my daughter has type one and her endo appointments this afternoon. And I told her, hey, you know, in the morning you're going to need to get up and kind of get your, do your own thing because I'm going to be um, talking with, Rev Run from Run DMC and she goes oh and just like that I said you know who that is and she said yeah she's 12 and she, she starts to put on what, it, what appears to be a best of Run DMC show for us in my bedroom and, and, and I, I was okay like I understood, I understood she knew Run's house and I understood she knew Walk This Way and then when, it's, when she's all done I'm like where do you know all this from and she goes I'm tricky and then she paused and went tricky, 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 tricky and I was like get the hell out of here <laughs> That is, that's very, I mean, 12 years old, that's a lot. I was like, wow. So, so I guess what it made me think of, and it, it, like right off the bat, is when you, when you had so much influence over culture, is that, I don't, how does, is that humbling? How does that feel exactly? Um, how
1: do I say? I, I mean, to, to, I guess it's very, very humbling. You know, it leaves me almost speechless. I mean, it, to to believe that she said all these things, she's twelve years old, and shocked you, shocks me as shocked as you was as shocked
0: as I am. Yeah, because I mean, especially with new music comes rolling out so quickly nowadays. Like, you know my my son's, you know, five seconds he's saying, you know, it's Meek Mill, and then I try to make fun of him six weeks later with that, and he's like, I don't listen to that anymore. You know, like well, it, it goes so quick. You know, and and now. I just I don't know I really was I was proud of her at the same time and then I kind of was proud when she left the room I said to my wife I'm like we're doing a good job of like you know I, I don't know where she got that I literally you know I, I guess I'm so you I, couldn't take credit for that I think yeah. I think Apple Music might have to take credit for it yeah, to be right. perfectly
1: honest <laughs> you take credit for something not so, have much to do
0: with it yeah well that you're very kind but so okay so you know it, it's it's interesting when when the opportunity came to talk to you my mind just went to the idea that you must have type two and I don't know it. And then, and you don't though. So what got you involved in, in all of this?
1: Um, what got me involved was my manager to tell the truth. Um, his father had diabetes and my father had diabetes and he was talking to a noble and, you know, I'd give out lots of wisdom on the internet, um, colleges. I do a lot of speaking. And I wasn't talking a lot about health at the time. So I just took it as a sign from God that this is time for me to start speaking about health. And I just started tweeting things like health is the first wealth and, you know, do it afraid and, and things like that. And I got me and sat down with Novo notice And I had to take my risk factor. And I realize I had a lot of risk factors. And then I took I got screened. I didn't have diabetes. But I realized that Since my father had it, it's in my history, and I'm African-American. I'm over 50 years old. There's all these reasons that it could happen to me. So um, my mind is um, always on, you know what, let me get up. Let me go do a little bit of walking. Let me pass these french fries up or whatever for something else. Um, I know I want ice cream, but maybe today I'll just have an apple. These type of things are on my mind. And I believe that, you know, I have a, a mission for me being a reverend from God to talk to people. And I think you know I'm here to use my influence and my inspiration and my words of wisdom and my, my social media accounts to talk to people. So I'm very proud to be um uh, part of um, working with Novo Nordis and talking to people. And hopefully I get the message across. I've been doing it for some time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of this. And. It also keeps me
0: on point. You know, it's funny, as, as the, today was coming up, I, I started looking more and more into it because I realized as someone who knows probably a great deal about type 1 diabetes, I, <clears throat> I, you know, I have a pedestrian understanding of type 2. And, and so I looked into it and I learned about something called the rule of halves. Have you heard of that? Never heard of it. Yeah, so three, they say 387 million people worldwide have type 2, oh. but only 50% or half of them are ever diagnosed. And okay. of, of those 50% who are diagnosed, only 50% receive care. And then only 50% of those people achieve their targets and only 50% of those people have outcomes that they think of as positive. Yeah. So, so to break that down, out of every 10 people that have type 2 diabetes, one slightly over one of them ends up with a good result. and. And I think it's because of what you were just talking about, which is it's it's easy for all of us to to look and say, "Hey, I should be moving around more i you know I should be eating a little better, but then in those day to day moments, maybe that's not the easiest decision to make and for you know for some people, maybe you wouldn't have gotten to that situation if that was an easy decision for you so how do you think how do you think people translate this good information into like real world like actions
1: Well, you know. The actions will come through your own willpower. You know, for me, my actions come through just knowing that I'm at risk. And my actions also come from just, I do it for my family many times. Many times people don't want to do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I realize that my decisions can affect my children. That really pushes me. So when I think about my children or my wife and, you know, their love for me and my love for them, it keeps me motivated to get up and go walk. Um before I came out um to Philly, I'm in Philadelphia now on um Saturday, I went walking twice. You know, I just felt like the need to go out again. It was burning hot earlier, so I only walked around the park one lap. Then when it got around six o'clock I said, you know, I probably didn't do enough. So I went and did two laps around six o'clock and I felt good about it. And um these are the things that, you know, this morning I woke up and I had breakfast and I'm conscious of it again, just conscious of what I'm eating and how much um, exercise I'm getting. and I want to be healthy and I want to spread the word that everybody that follows me and knows about my career and about what I'm doing on social media. When I go out and speak, I just want everybody to be as healthy as they possibly can and I want everybody to get screened and I send them to com, and we have this big um, uh, exhibit at Thirtieth Street Station and you can go there and you can actually get screened or not screened, you can get um you can take your risk factor assessment right there. It's a beautiful exhibit. It's
0: really nice. And so you're down you're down in Philly at Thirtieth at Street Station and Novo has this exhibit set up and I can come in right now you know, walk right in off the street and find yep, out what, all, what my risk all, factors are.
1: Yep, all the way to the twenty first of August. It'll be there. Okay. It's really it's really nice, and I think it'll get a lot of people 's attention It's a picture of me and my wife and some other people on this' very interesting I'm, I'm happy to be
0: involved with it well i went to the I went to the website about an hour ago before we started talking to see the ask screen no uh, initiative and and I took the i mean it honestly if it took me thirty seconds to figure out what my risk factors were you know that that was pretty much it and and it was it was interesting because. Some of the the questions it asked me were just you know like you said earlier just age you know just yep. you know just my weight my my level of activity and it, things that I didn't think of as being factors for anything were all yeah. all sort of staring me in the face you know
1: yeah it's, it's actually you know you don't it, it has no face these days you don't know you can look very healthy and can tall short overweight underweight it, it, it's just anyone. Can you, you can't pick them out anymore, and you just have to know that it could be anybody.
0: Yeah. So we
1: do. Yeah.
0: It's not as simple as looking in the mirror and thinking I look like I might be at risk for something. There's. Yeah. I, it remind- you can't
1: say I'm not African American. I'm not overweight. You can't say that.
0: So I'm good. So you, you, and and you know what. In the last couple of weeks, I, I hear what you're saying about having experiences that make you feel like you want to do more. Uh, you know, In the last couple of weeks, I had a gentleman come out to my house to to look at something, some work I needed at my house. And before I knew it, my daughter's uh, glucose monitor you know, made a noise, and I pulled it out. And I said, oh, excuse me for a second. My, my daughter has type 1 diabetes. And the guy immediately says, I have diabetes, too. I have type 2. And he starts talking about it, Rev. And, and the he... The, the way he spoke about it was as if it was just a, an aside in his life and he said very offhandedly my blood sugar's probably 300 right now and he didn't there he knew he was he knew that wasn't okay for him he didn't want it to be that way but it didn't look like he had any any knowledge like real world knowledge about how to help himself in that situation you know and it just it was heartbreaking honestly because i felt
1: feel powerless and they don't have to, you know, you can just make little changes. I've been making changes and uh so I'm getting up there age and I, I just have to be more full with activities as a, as when I was younger. I was playing basketball and I'm out just running around every day. Now I'm if I'm if I'm not working or I'm not in the office or something, you know, I just get up and I go do some walking because as a, when I was younger it was just a natural you to be running out. around, jumping around all day long. But I'm like, really? So I'm just not as active as I used to be and um I just have to keep continuously remind myself to move.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and what about what about the eating? Like you you have a do you have a cooking show? Yeah, I have a cooking show. Uh, and so what kind of what kind of cooking do you do and is it is it sort of is it fancier it's pretty or is it healthy. something?
1: We have, we have, it's it's a it's a cooking show, and we cook a lot of different things, but we do lots of you know, it's it's a reality show also, so okay. Many days I, I'll talk about a cheat day or I'll talk about you know what we're cooking and and it's not just a free fall, just making all types of very high calorie foods because it's part of my life and my truth is that I'm trying to cook and make things that are uh, that fit where where I'm at and you know that's what I do, yeah. especially with one in three American adults are definitely at risk, so I, I have to make sure that what i 'm talking about is um, on point for me my, I, that's why I do reality television because it's easy for me to tell my truth
0: Yeah, and it, you know it, it's interesting when you take up that mantle when you decide I'm going to be a you know a mouthpiece and try to get the word out a little wider it does put does it, I guess it does kind of put that pressure back on you to, to kind of follow what you're saying have, exactly. you, have, you, have you felt that like have you felt the idea like I it's have exactly yeah
1: I, the fact that I'm working along with local notice to talk to people about their risk factors keeps me on point. Yeah. And the fact that I'm tweeting about it and talking about it, I have to think about it every single day and it's very helpful. I'm thankful to God that um no one notice is giving me the opportunity to talk about it because it keeps me not only talking about it for others, but I live up to it the best I
0: can. So maybe maybe in the uh, in the you know, the attempt to keep a healthy body Maybe, maybe everyone else needs to find a person to, you know, or something in their life maybe to make them answer to almost like, like you know, I don't even, I don't mean, why, that sounds it harsh. No, it's, that's not
1: harsh. I mean, that's why I'm happy that I'm out there. Many people follow my career as Run DMC get to see me. That they say, "Oh, snap! There goes Rev Run." Oh, what's he talking about? And then there's somebody for them to look to that they looked up to as a musician, and now you've seen on a television show with his wife and kids, you know, trying to take care of themselves. So it's, it's helpful and I'm happy to, to be able to inspire.
0: Yeah, That's, that's beautiful. I, I know I feel my daughter, my daughter's had type one for a decade now, just last month. And, you know, I've been doing things like this online for a long time. And when you see somebody come back with positive results and it just feels, it just, it feels incumbent upon you to keep going and tell as many people as you can.
1: Yeah, you know, I have Jeanette Jordan here with me also, who has some expertise. Maybe you want to talk to her a little bit. She's really good. She's a certified um, diabetes educator.
0: Okay, in a second, Jeanette Jordan's going to come on and talk a little more about the Ask Screen No initiative. And then we'll get back to Rev for a couple of questions at the end. And then, you know, it's a short episode. We'll be out. But just now, here's where I want to really really kind of let you know the, the web address. It's A S A S K dot com. It really will take you 30 seconds to see what your risk factors are, and you don't have to put in any personal information. So if you want to talk about the, uh, the initiative on Twitter, the hashtag is RevOnAsk, and RevRun is on Twitter, at RevRunWisdom. Blow him up a little bit. Let him know you heard him on the podcast. That'd be cool. For regular listeners to the podcast, I know this isn't type 1 related, but you know, it's just about health, and you know, especially for us caregivers, for people with type 1, you know sometimes we have a, a propensity to ignore, our, to ignore our own health, and so I just thought this was really important. And uh, I mean, let's be honest, and Rev runs on the podcast. I mean, how am I saying no to that? But moreover, I've just realized recently how little I know about type 2 diabetes, and I'm starting to see it affect people around me, and I'm just trying to get the word out. All right, let's get back to it.
2: Hi,
0: Scott. Hey, how are you? Go ahead and introduce yourself, real quick.
2: Sure. Yes, my name is Jeanette Jordan, and I'm a registered dietitian, and I'm also a certified diabetes educator working with Novo Nordisk.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So, what is so? You guys are down at 30th Street Station right now in Philadelphia. People can go in there till end of the month, till the 31st. 21st. Till, okay, the 21st. And and it's am I at risk? Is this is the thing? And so, what are you hoping that happens down there?
2: So what we're hoping that happens is, you know, we have so many people that are at risk for diabetes. As Reverend said, one in three Americans are at risk. The other um, thing is that 29 million Americans have diabetes and one in four people don't even realize they have it. So knowing your risk factor is very important because we know that diabetes is a serious condition and if you have it and you don't know it, there are a lot of complications like eye problems, kidney problems that can occur. And we're wanting people to live a long, healthy life. So, our goal um, right now is to encourage everyone to go and know their risk factors. So, they at the exhibit, and it's really beautiful you know, um, it's a large traveling exhibit with two sided mirrors and that enables you know, the visitors and people to actually see themselves as they look at the other people who are there. And it just helps you see the faces that are at risk. Because sometimes we think, oh, this person may be at risk, but this person wouldn't be. But at the display, you can see all types of people from all ethnic groups, um, all ages, and, you know, people who you think, oh, sure, that person doesn't have it. But, you know, the risk factors are actually uh, several, you know, being over the age of 45, being from an ethnic group, um, being having high blood pressure, you know, lacking in physical activity, being overweight, the list just goes on. And at the exhibit, all the risk factors are actually listed as well, so people can read them, and then they can go to the iPad, and it only takes a few minutes to take the risk uh, factor assessment, and um, and then that way they'll know. If, and if they have one or more risk factors, what we're asking them to do is to go to askmeno.com, you know, get more information. Also, check in with their doctor. You know, make an appointment, be screened, and then begin to make some healthy lifestyle changes that can help them to have a long, healthier life. And it's not just for them, but their family members and their friends. So we're just wanting everybody. Know their
0: risk factors for diabetes. Yes. Yeah, I well, you know what and I'm gonna add to that I've been doing a little digging and if uh, people who are on Medicare who are over 65 Medicare covers um, two screenings per year actually Mm -hmm. So so if you're in that situation and you're listening, don't don't feel like I can't afford it It's you know, it's an extra for me. You can you can absolutely Um, and so so, okay, so I think I hear what you're saying, and I like the idea. So I I stand in this mirror, and I see myself a person who I probably, maybe I don't think I have any risk factors for type 2 bi- diabetes, and then I see all these other faces and body shapes mm-hmm. and styles next to me, and I think, wow, that guy looks a little like me. Or, <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Right, 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 you know, that, that sort of, it's a, it's a really kind of brilliant idea. Um, it is a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, and so... The, the website, I'm going to put links together with the show so people can find them right away, but it's it's basically ask, screen, and no. Is that the idea? That's it.
2: Ask, screen, no. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Because because even if you have risk factors, but you're not type 2 or even pre-diabetic, then you can, there's small changes, like Rev was just talking about, like maybe grab an apple instead of ice cream, Go yes. for go for yes. an extra walk. These sorts of little things in your life that you can do that honestly could take you from maybe heading into, you know, a situation to not heading into it. Is it really that simple that just a little extra effort really could make a huge change for yourself?
2: You know, absolutely. Um, and, you are just uh, having a family member who has diabetes, you know, parents or grandparents, siblings. And you're right. And one of the things that I talk about a lot as an educator is that small lifestyle changes can yield big health results. Something as simple, like you said, as everyone said about, you know, wanting that ice bowl of ice cream, but saying, okay, well, maybe not today. I'll do an apple. Um, You know, also something as simple as what we drink. You know, many people don't realize how many calories and carbohydrates and sugar we get in from regular soda and sweetened lemonade or, you know, these sweet punches. And it's like drinking sugar. So a lot of people that I work with, sometimes if they made that one simple change, that it makes a huge difference in their blood sugars and their weight gain. And that's a simple change that can yield a big result. Also, moderation and portion sizes. You know, I'm a dietitian, but I don't have a long list of things that people can never have because people really don't do well with that. So it's yeah. like, okay, you can have the food you like, but do we have to eat three servings of them at one time? Right. And perhaps we can learn that a serving of pasta is a third cup or potatoes is a half cup versus, you know, a cup and a half. So it's like just moderating what you're doing and then what Rev said is so important is getting in some physical activity. And I like what he said because said, well, you know, I can't afford a gym membership and I don't have time. But I mean, you can walk. You can walk in your neighborhood. You can walk in the park. You can walk with your children. We all have that capability. So it's you're so you're exactly right. The small changes uh, can you know, be helpful. And something as simple as seeing your doctor once a year or twice a year for screening. You know, people go years without getting a physical or seeing their doctor. And so when they find um, the diabetes or hypertension, sometimes they've had it for a long time. And there's a possibility that things, complications could be already starting to set in. That's why the Ask Screen No campaign is so important. And we're so grateful to Noble Nordis for um, heading this so that people can begin to know their risk earlier and find get screened and find out where they are so they can live a longer, healthier life and be here for our families and our loved
0: ones. Yeah, I I find that putting it into into more digestible terms sometimes is is a helpful way to get people to to take action. Because like Mm -hmm. here's something I can tell you. So my my daughter wears a continuous glucose monitor as a type one diabetic, okay. so I can sure. see her blood sugar constantly. Mm-hmm. Now you, uh, I don't have diabetes, so I might be sitting here right now talking to you with a blood sugar of eighty five. Mm-hmm. Even even if my daughter's blood sugar is is well controlled and it's one hundred and ten, it's still mm-hmm. it's still twenty five points higher. And when I tell people that that sugar, you know, when you were just talking about drinking sugar, if you take you know sugar and throw it out on the countertop and it's coarse and granular and okay. sharp. When okay. it gets when it gets to the molecular size, it's still like that. It's coursing through your veins, extra sugar, and when okay. when people talk later about oh, I had you know that gentleman, he died of heart disease, you know, from diabetes, or it's a complication of diabetes. This happened to him. What what really happened to you is that your your body was sort of sandblasted from the inside out. I mean, for the lack of a better oh, yeah. term, right? Oh, yeah. You're being okay. you're being scraped by the sugar inside of your blood, and that blood that goes everywhere inside of your body. Yeah.
2: And you're right. So so the sugar, the white table sugar, you know, when it's digested, it actually turns to glucose, right? But it's still sugar running through your veins. And with diabetes, it's it's more sugar in there than, than what should be. And, you know, because your blood pumps from your head to your toe, you're exactly right. The blood sugar is now affecting every Organ in your body, your eyes, your kidneys, your circulatory system. So you're, you're right. I mean, it's affecting you all over, and so it's in, and and so it's so important that those blood sugars be in the normal range. And so seeing your doctor. Knowing your risk factors, um, making these small changes can help us all, you know, be healthier. Absolutely.
0: And if you're, if you're pre, if you have pre-diabetes for type two, your blood sugar could be elevated slightly at 110, 120. You might Mm -hmm. live like that for a decade and maybe needlessly, like you're saying with small adjustments, it could, it could, you know, you could have a really positive effect on your blood sugar and, and maybe keep yourself from ever having like, you know, full blown type two. Um, it, it's great. I, I really appreciate your, your message. I was hoping sure. if Rev's still there, I have a couple Please, extra questions for you. Thank you so much. You so no, much. no, thank you. you. Want... Hey, before I finish up with Rev run, just let me say it one more time. Ask screen, no.com. Go do it. Hello? Rev. Hey, I, I had a couple questions for you still. Sure. Yeah. So you, you brought your father up, um, earlier and you said he had oh. type two. So in, in the in the black community, is type two diabetes seen as something serious or is it a or do people almost think of it as a as like some sort of a birthright, like it's gonna come to me at some point? And does that make them less likely when somebody thinks something's going to definitely happen, does it make them make them less likely to try to act to affect it differently? Well,
1: where where I come from and the people that are around me, it's a very serious People don't they want to work out. Um, they want to take care of themselves. They don't like it being associated with them. So people take it very serious. I mean, if you see something, a meme or, or anything, or people talking about it, it's not a positive thing. It's not like, I'm going to have diabetes. That's not, people have high self-esteem around me, rappers and people. Like they don't want to have be associated with any type of illness. So it's never like, oh, I'm going to, that's, not the way uh, people around me think. They always take it
0: very serious. So it's a mindset, then. It's it's the idea that you know I I don't want someone to look at me and just based on how I look or who I am to think that this is just going to happen to me and I have no way around it.
1: No, that's not nearly. That's not how they are in the African American
0: community. And I, and at least I, around me. And I asked that be, not because of not because of color, but because I spoke in the Dominican Republic for something. A couple years ago. And because of so many people there getting type one diabetes, it it started to become people, it was, it was just very accepted all of a sudden, like just the idea of like this, if if this happens to me, then I accept that it's going to shorten my life. It wasn't, if this happens to me, then these are the steps I can take. And I, I just found that very interesting that as a a community, as a culture, that they could take something um, and just be so be so passive about it, actually, and and I know that like what you just you alluded to it a little bit that the people will poke fun. Yes, they will. Right. That you. Oh, you. you At
1: anybody. Right. Right. For you know, self esteem is everything in where I'm from. You know, you don't want to be associated with anything that's weak or 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 not. So there's never like, oh, I'm just gonna have diabetes when I get older. That's not the way we think. It's um. You want to take care of yourself. You want to look good. You want to feel good about yourself. You know, all these selfies and things. People people want to be associated with happiness and strength. So if there's never a, a thing where he's like, oh, I'm doomed to have this. That's
0: not the way we think. Yeah, so, you ta- so I guess what you do then is you take that pride you felt prior to something, you know, happening. Because, I, you know, it's easy to say... It's very easy to say that people ju- that you get ty- you know, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking around it, but people think you, have, if you have type 2 di- diabetes, it's because you don't eat well and that's the end of it. Exactly. People do think that. And that's obviously.
1: And that's, that's not the truth. Right. That's why we're saying, and we have the display of that, couldn't be the, the picture of perfect health, the picture, and not be healthy. So we're making sure that people go to 30th Street Station and you'll see what we're talking about in that
0: display. Right, right. So I guess, I guess the idea is then you see yourself in that photo, and, exactly. and you think, you think you know what? I am, a, I am a person with a lot of pride. I don't want to be sick. If there's something I can do to affect this, I, I exactly. really you need to do it now, not People
1: later. People want to take action.
0: Yeah, no, that's excellent. It's beautiful, it really is. Well, listen, I know you have a really busy day, and I know we have a little more time scheduled, but to be perfectly honest, Rev, if we stay on any longer, I'm just going to start asking you to like, do lines from my favorite songs. So oh, leave that to your daughter. She's, <laughs> she's, she, I'm, you know what? You're, you're making a lot of sense. I might splice her yeah, in at the rocking. end. She was really, and she was dancing and everything. And my wife is staring at me, and she's like, "I thought she just knew like what was on hits." One, one. one two songs, right? <laughs> it, it was really something. But I, 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 just genuinely appreciate you doing this, and, Thanks, and and bringing out, you know, bringing up the um, the idea that that being pre-screened is not difficult to do and does not take a lot of time. So, thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey, huge. Thank you to Rev for coming on the show. I mean, that couldn't have been any cooler. I, uh, I hope you guys go to ask screen, and find out if you are in any risk categories for type two diabetes and make changes in your life. If you are, and if you're in Philadelphia at 30th street station until August 21st, which is just a couple more days, but the, the novo, um, display down there there's some pictures of it back at the uh at juiceboxpodcast.com you can see it's really interesting and you can actually check your risk factors right there at the uh at, at, at the station so if you're uh, if you're a commuter going through 30th street the next couple of days take a stop take a picture put it on the uh put it on uh twitter something like that with the uh the hashtag and uh and tag me in it please tag juicebox podcast and i'd love to see all right thank you nothing you hear on the juicebox podcast it should be considered medical advice especially, or advice of any kind, really. In the end, it's just a podcast. We're trying to help people. If the podcast is helping you, please share it with a friend. I'll see you next week.